Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Omni Wellness Studio podcast. It is Allie. I am flying solo today. Wasn't even sure if I was going to be the one to come in here and do this, but it's one of those things where all week long, I kept running across this one particular post. And it was on Instagram, and it was by a guy named Rob Allen. And it was one of those 24 things that you can do to transform your body in 2024. And I just kept looking over the list. And I was like, man, this is a great list. This could be something that I could go into the studio and elaborate on each and every one of these We'll see how it goes. Well, here we are, 12 degree weather here in Rome, Georgia. Um, I'm taking a rest day from the gym today. Let me tell you, it is so hard to take rest days because I'm someone that has to do something every single day, like the same thing every single day. It's how I built up the discipline muscle, the consistency muscle. So on these days when I'm supposed to not do anything, like not even do cardio, I'm like, I have to do something. So today is absolutely perfect for me to come in here and do this podcast so y'all can figure out ways that you can take these tips that I'm going to give you and apply them to your own 2024 goals. So here we are, As of today, we are three weeks into the new year, and I don't know about you guys, but this is the time that whenever I would start a New Year's resolution, this is is probably about the time that either I was slacking or I had totally given up on it altogether. And what I want you to know is that that is totally normal because when we make these decisions, we're relying on willpower. We're really not changing any of our mindset. We're relying on willpower and willpower only gets you so far. And honestly, it really only gets you about two to three weeks into the year. So if you're someone who has either already given up or you're feeling the enthusiasm that's just not there like it was, believe me when I say it's totally normal. What makes you different from someone else is understanding that you can always get back on it. There's a saying in recovery rooms, for those of y'all that don't know, I am four years and 10 months removed from alcohol, went through recovery program, uh, still, still implement all of that stuff today. And one of the things that they always say is keep coming back, keep coming back. And I apply that to every part of of my life that I'm trying to get the traction, that that's my goal is to get traction, let rubber hit the road. When I've got all this enthusiasm and then something happens and it throws me off track, I just tell myself, keep coming back, keep coming back. You can always get back on track. And each time you do that, you develop the confidence, the enthusiasm comes back just a little bit more and it can help you get that ball rolling again. So just because the ball might have stopped rolling, it does not mean that you can't get it rolling again. So there's 24 tips here. Again, the guy's name is Rob Allen, Rob Allen Fitness on Instagram. We are going to run through these, and I'm just going to elaborate on each one, and I hope that they help you. If they do, please leave a comment, leave a message, whatever it is you need to do. And five-star reviews are always welcome. So here we go. Let's get into it. Number one, keep track of what you eat. You can use an app or just write it down. Doesn't have to be super detailed. Y'all, when I first started long, long, long time ago, I'm talking, I was probably 20 years old when I was 
making some changes in my nutrition, I would just write the food down. This is before apps. Uh, I think there was maybe one computer program that I found. It was called fitday.com. I had to input all of my food, like nothing. It was just all very generic. What that does is it puts that mind-muscle connection it really just reinforces what it is that you're doing. It's the awareness. You always hear awareness is key. Awareness is the first step, blah, blah, blah. There is something to that. So when you're aware of something, you can make changes to it. You wouldn't sit there and say, I want to pay off all my credit card debt and not write down or have zero clue what it is that you're bringing in or how much is going out. It is the same way with your food. It's going to be weird and tedious and annoying at first. But once you get going, you won't have those firsts again. It won't be that annoying and tedious ever again after that. It's like riding a bike. Yes, you're going to fall. It's going to you know, be frustrating. But once you get it going, then it's super easy and that awareness is going to be what sets you apart from someone who refuses, refuses to track. All right. So that's number one. Number two, get your workout done early. This is something that I started doing again a long time ago. The, the later in the day it goes, the less motivation I have really to do anything. So if I am going to make exercise a priority, it has to be done first thing in the morning. And I do that for a couple of different reasons. First, I just mentioned the later in the day it gets, just the less motivation that I have. There's less people at the gym. There's less people out on the roads. Um, I used to just run. And I loved being out in the early morning hours before the sun came up. Um, I would try and do it later in the day, like when I would just try and feel myself out as to what time of day would be best for me to do, like my walk or my run or whatever it was. I don't like chit-chatting with people. I don't like doing the waving thing. I don't like, you know, hey, how you doing? I just like to stay super focused on what it is that I'm doing. And that time of morning, nobody's up. Nobody's, nobody's doing their thing already. So I like being up and out in the morning. Once you get it done, it's like you can just check that off. So it doesn't matter if you have to get up 30 minutes early. 30 minutes early is all I started out doing. I was in college at the time and I was, I was running three miles a day, I think. Not a very fast runner. So it would be, you know, 10 minute mile. So 30 minutes of running and I would get up 30 minutes earlier and I would go for my run, come home, get ready for school and then I would go to class. That's how it started for me. Now, I get up way earlier because my workouts take a lot longer, but it all happens so incrementally. Don't don't sit there and think that you're going to, you know, make all these huge strides right away. Just start off small. So if it means getting up 15 minutes early to do a 15-minute walk, start there and then slowly add to it and you won't even miss it. You'll start going to bed a little bit earlier, okay? So that's like a little tip for you. Um, get yourself in bed just a little bit earlier and you'll feel better about getting up in the morning. Number three, get out for more walks. It can be for 10 minutes or two hours. Just get out there. Just like what I just said, even if it's 15 minutes, just get out there. That's something that I'm working on right now because I do tend to be an all or nothing person. 
So I do feel like that I need to be outside walking for an entire hour. I don't need to do that. I'm just trying to accumulate steps. So I've got a steps goal right now of 7,000. Once prep starts for me, once show prep starts, then I will increase it to probably 10,000 or more. Um, But it's going to come in short segments through the day. So don't think that you've got to get all of these steps in all at one time. Just take little breaks through the day. So set yourself an alarm, walk around the office, walk around the building, park further away. When I go to Publix, I will park way out in the parking lot and then walk. Um, That's a great way to get in steps. So just think about little ways that you can get these um, these little walks in, and they do add up. I promise, they do add up. Number four, watch a little less TV and use that time to sleep more. That goes back to going to bed just a little bit earlier. I don't know about y'all, but I used to get caught up in, you know, the next episode of Netflix. Man, those things come on fast. I was watching Suits yesterday, and <laughs> as soon as one episode's over, like that next one is starting. So yes, it is. It's starting quicker than I can, you know, press the stop button. So it is easy to get caught up in that kind of thing. So it's going to just take you being like, no, this is my last episode and I am going to bed. Same thing with scrolling on your phone. It is easy to get caught up in the algorithms of TikTok and reels and all that kind of stuff while you're laying in bed. Plug your phone in and let it go. Be done with it. Don't get don't get caught in the, um, oh gosh, the 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 what, what am I trying to say? Don't get caught in the whirlpool, I guess, of social media while you're laying in bed. Just plug your phone in and be done. Number five, don't try to do it alone. Find a friend, a community, or a coach that can help keep you accountable and focused. So for a long time. I just did things on my own and that was enough. But then it got to a point to where I did like the community of say a CrossFit. I CrossFitted for eight plus years and sometimes, and that was during a very, very, very tumultuous time in my life. uh, Some of my lowest points in my life were when I was a part of the CrossFit community. And sometimes just knowing that I had a family that was expecting me to be there would get me up and going because they were going to wonder where I was. So a workout partner, um, there's lots of different workout communities that you can join. Uh, sometimes just regular gyms, like they're just going to be looking out for you. They're like, hey, I haven't seen you in a little while. So you don't have to be super social if you're not a super social person, but just being out there and smiling at people and just letting them know that you see them Uh, sometimes it can create that connection and days that you're not really wanting to go in, like you may miss that and you may miss a day and you may be like, you know what? I kind of missed seeing so-and-so at the gym or I missed talking to so-and-so in the locker room. Uh, Just know that you don't have to do it alone. Getting a coach is so beneficial. Um, That was really what was game changing for me was getting a nutrition coach. I could do the workouts, but the nutrition just wasn't happening. I, I, I knew too much at a certain point. Um, there's so much information out there. Look on social media. <laughs> you will find that 
eggs are good for you. Eggs are bad for you. Carbs are good. Carbs are bad. Uh, you need to do high fat. You need to do low fat. Like just, it was too overwhelming. So having someone just be able to help me channel a particular methodology really was worth every single penny. So Keith and I both do nutrition coaching and we see people make changes within the first couple of days. Just having someone help them focus on a particular way of eating is game changing. So don't feel like that you got to go at it alone. Get some help. Ask for some advice. Put yourself out there. Know that that right there can be the difference between you sticking with something or you getting overwhelmed and totally giving up. Number six, don't make it all about your weight. Oh my gosh, this right here, this this really hits me in the heart uh, because I have worked with several women who only focus on the scale. And it's very frustrating for me as a coach because I know that there's more to it than the number on the scale. I weigh, gosh, let's see, when I started CrossFit, I think the lowest I could ever get my weight was probably 143. By the time I was done with CrossFit, the lowest I could get my weight, like on my own, was 153. So that was like 10 pounds of muscle that I put on over the course of eight plus years. Now I've put on even more muscle than that. Like I've just really just had to let go of the scale. I only use it as a data collecting tool. It's just a measuring tool. That's all it is. Um, if I were only relying on the scale, like I, I would not have accomplished near what I was able to accomplish last year with competing in three shows and getting my pro card and making a pro debut and being able to move on past that. And here we are looking at 2024. We have a show picked out. Like I wouldn't have been able to do that if I was only focused on the scale. Yes, it is nice to see that scale number go down, but it is not the end all be all. So let go of the scale, focus more on how your clothes are fitting, focus more on how you're feeling. Once I stopped focusing on the scale and started focusing on how I felt, then that's when everything changed for me. And I hope that those of y'all that say, you know what, I'm going to focus more on how I feel. I hope you notice the changes too. Number seven, start believing that you can achieve your goal. See, this is what I love about this list is that it talks a lot about mindset. Mindset, because that right there is really the pivotal point on whether you're going to be successful or not. It all starts in your mind. It starts with how you feel, starts with your thoughts, and then everything snowballs from there. If you don't think you can, then you probably won't. You ever heard that? Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. You have to start believing in yourself that something is possible. So that's what I started doing. I was never one that grew up with big dreams or I can, you know, start a business or I can uh, accomplish this, that, or the other. I was never someone that did that. I remember having a business coach and crying with her on the phone because she was wanting me to dream big and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I don't dream. Like, you don't understand. I was just bawling. I don't dream. And she said, okay, then don't, don't. And I was like, okay. And I let myself off the hook in that moment. It wasn't until later 
that I was talking with, um, gosh, she was like a mentor of mine. She was like a spiritual mentor of mine. And she opened me up to the possibility of the word yet. Like, I haven't done that yet. Am I willing to believe that I can do these big things? Am I willing to believe? And if I'm not willing to believe, am I willing to be willing to believe? So you can always go more and more and more general to where it releases some of that resistance that you've got built up, let it shake loose a little bit, and then see if that doesn't help you feel better and start believing in yourself a little bit more. Number eight, plan your workouts and your nutrition for a busy week, not an ideal week. I don't know of anyone whose week goes to plan. I don't know of anyone's. Even when I prepare to the best of my ability, I still have to know that things are going to happen. You cannot control every little thing that happens in your life. And those that think that they can are the ones that end up failing because they don't know what to do when things go out of their control. So you just have to know you're not going to have control of everything, but you can have control over how you react to the situation. Number nine, follow a plan in the gym and keep track of how much you're lifting. Yes, yes. So I adhere to the progressive overload principle. That doesn't necessarily mean that you increase the weight each time. It just means you make the movement harder each time. So each week that I go in, I make sure that either I can go a little heavier If I can't go a little heavier, I may add a rep or two or three. Even just one rep is still harder than the week before. I will slow the movement down. Just slowing the movement down will help get more blood to that area, which is what it's all about anyway. You can also do quarter movements. You can add a quarter movement to the full movement. So let's say you're doing a squat. You can sink down into the squat, you can come up a quarter of the way, sink back down into the full squat, and then stand it back up. There's a lot you can do without actually adding the weight. But how else are you going to know if it's harder than last week or the month before if you don't keep track of it? Keeping track is what's going to help you bust through plateaus. It's going to help you stay motivated and it's going to build that confidence up because you're going to be able to look back and see how far you've come. Number 10, drink more water. I love those videos and those memes that are going around right now about, you know, when we were growing up, we like, it it just wasn't even in our minds to carry a water bottle around. And here we are with kids now who have the fanciest water bottles. Um, That's not how I grew up, but it's definitely how my kids grew up, and I am here for it. I love that my kids are coming in and filling their water bottles up, and they're drinking their water. They know that if they're not feeling well, they know if they're tired, they know if something's hurting, (laughs) I'm going to tell them, you know, take this. If your headaches, you know, if your head's hurting, go take some Tylenol if you need to, but I'm also going to follow it up with and drink some water. If they're feeling lethargic, I'm going to be like, go drink some water and then go rest if you can. Like it's all about drinking water and they know this. Drink water, drink water, drink water. Um, It's going to make your skin look so much better. You're going to feel better. It's going to help curb 
your hunger because a lot of times when we're hungry and we're craving sometimes it's just that we're dehydrated and even even now I stay super consistent with my water at least a gallon of water a day when I am in prep I am drinking a gallon and a half to two gallons and it's just one of those things that I just make myself do and when I don't do it my body feels it so get your water in And see if that doesn't help you have a little more energy, curbs your appetite, and feel just a little bit better. Number 11, eat more fruits and vegetables. Let me just say there's nothing wrong with fruit, y'all. I do not know of anyone that got overweight eating too many bananas and too many blueberries. Okay? Okay? Let's just get that out of the way right now. They provide you with a multitude of vitamins and minerals, but they also fill you up without consuming too many calories. That is so true. So when I am in a caloric deficit, I look forward to eating vegetables. If I don't eat my vegetables, and let's say I only eat, again, this is prep. I'm talking prep here. I'm talking prep. So this is just caloric deficit, um, major caloric deficit time. If I'm only eating my protein and my carb, and I'm skipping my vegetable, my body is not satisfied, okay? So if you will take your plate and have your protein, have your complex carb, and then have some greens. Doesn't take much. For me, it's just 75 grams of cooked, which is like a half a cup of cooked. I used to think that I had to eat like two cups of cooked vegetables. No, that's not the case. Just a half a cup with my meal. I feel so much more satisfied. And when I do that enough, I was actually looking forward to it. It was, it was something that I could eat. <laughs> Made me feel fuller. So give that a try. Number 12, don't feel guilty if you have a bad day. Everyone has them. I still have them. Doing this as long as what I've been doing this, I still have bad days. There are still days that I don't hit my macros. There are still days when my workouts don't feel as great as what I know they could. There are still days when I don't get my water in. And you know what? It is one day out of a bazillion. Okay, what matters is over time, have you hit your macros? Over time, have you hit your workouts? Over time, did you hit your water? It's all about the over time. So don't get caught up in the day-to-day, okay? You definitely don't want to make a habit or a routine of it. But if you've got a bad day, just tell yourself some days are just like that. Did y'all ever listen to that book or read that book growing up? Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day, his mom would say, some days are just like that, and some days are. Number 13, take your rest days. More exercise isn't always better. So this is something that I have really worked on. I am a workhorse. I am someone that if I don't do the same thing every single day, and I skip it one day, then probably more likely that I'm going to skip it the next day. At least that's my fear. I have learned to take these rest days. Um, I remember last year during prep, I would just work straight through and I would not take my rest days and ended up crashing. Um, And it wasn't good. It was not good. And my coach was like, for the next two days, you are to do absolutely nothing. You are to do absolutely nothing. That includes cardio. And I was like, what? And he wanted me to take my refeed meal. I was like, um, I don't think I can do that. Like I, I just but I had to trust him. 
And I felt so much better for it. So this time when he has given me the instructions to not do anything on my rest days, I will get my steps in. If I do cardio, it's very, very, very low, like heart rate, very, very low. Because I know he doesn't want me to sit on the couch all day long. He just doesn't want me to go in and get my heart rate up too high and, you know, be exerting my body and exhausting it. So I really am taking these rest days very seriously. And my body is thanking me for it. So today is one of those days where I was going to go and just get in a little bit of cardio Ended up coming here to the studio instead, and already I'm feeling better that I did it. So thank you for being here, and thank you for listening. Number 14, set small goals for yourself. It's easier to stay consistent when you have a tangible objective every few weeks. So this is one that I do struggle with because I am not a goal-oriented person. I put a lot of pressure on myself. If I say I'm going to do something and it doesn't happen, I beat myself up over it. So I've got to be careful with the whole goal setting thing. And I really don't know how to address that. Keith and I will talk about this back and forth sometimes because he is very goal oriented. And he says what he has to do is just not beat himself up if it doesn't happen. So what I tend to do is do the whole, you know, shoot for the stars. You might land on the moon. Something like that. I will I will know the direction that I'm going and I will take steps to move in that direction. But I don't hold myself to a hard goal. I'm a very one step at a time kind of person. So I think the biggest goal that I've ever really set for myself is setting a date for a show. And even that was really scary for me. I I knew the show that I would do, but I, d- I don't think that I registered for the show until like the last minute because I still was just like, what if it doesn't happen? What if it doesn't happen? So even now, I do have a show in mind. I will tell people what the what the um, what we're shooting for, but I still know that anything can happen. Y'all, I still don't even know if my body can respond to another prep. I don't know. This time last year, I didn't even know if my body could respond to a caloric deficit because I'd never really put myself in a consistent deficit before. So now I know that it will respond to a consistent deficit, but this is a brand new year. (laughs) And I'm still telling myself, well, what if it doesn't do it again? Can it respond to a second deficit? So I've got one foot in belief and the other foot is still kind of hanging out. I need to get that other foot in the belief bucket is what I need to do. So keep the goal thing in mind. If you're like me, just be easy with your goals. Just know what direction you're going and ask yourself each day is what I'm doing getting me closer to that goal. Is what I'm doing today moving me in that direction or is it moving me further away? Sometimes it's as simple and as general as that. If you're like Keith and you are a hard goal setter, then man, you better put that up on your bulletin board. You better put it where you can see it. You better put post-it notes like David Goggins does on his mirror. Uh, you better put it somewhere. Put it somewhere so you see it all the time. And don't let up until you reach that goal. Number 15, break those goals down into the habits you'll need in order to build, to be successful. So this was something 
this was part of the reason that I was so afraid to actually set the hard goal because I didn't even know if I could meal prep. I didn't even know if I could do the meal prep and execution thing to even get on stage to be able to create the deficit enough to get on stage. So there was still a lot of, of habits that I needed to build in order to get to that point to where I could create the deficit and execute the meal plans um, and get on stage and do the things. Um, it's just one of those things that you've got to break down. And what you know what I started asking myself, actually? I said, what kind of person gets on stage? What kind of person competes? And the type of person that competes is someone that meal preps. Someone that competes is someone that executes the meal plan. And if you're wondering why I'm differentiating between meal prepping and execution, it's because some people, and I was some people, and I still am some people sometimes, You'll prep the food, you'll cook the food, you'll prep the food, but it might sit in the fridge and you may find other things to eat. There's still the execution part of the meal prep. And that was something that I needed to figure out. And I wasn't perfect at first. This goes back to keep coming back. So if I didn't do well one day or two days or three days, I knew that there was another day coming and I had another opportunity to be able to nail the meal prep and the execution that day. Number 16, eat more protein, ideally at least 25 to 30 grams per meal. Protein is the macro. It is the king macro. It's going to help you feel fuller longer. It's the building blocks of muscle. It's takes longer to digest, okay? Um, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. It takes longer to digest. I think so. I think so. Don't come at me. I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> it does take a while for it to break down and digest, so it is going to help you feel fuller longer. It's one of those things where once I started prioritizing my protein, the cravings at the end of the day went away, and I have found that to be true with the people that I nutrition coach now, when we prioritize protein, they tend to not want to binge on snacks and sweets later in the day. So protein is one of those things that needs to be prioritized. And there's a lot of different calculations out there, a lot of different estimates as to how much you need. I tend to, I tend to adhere to the one gram per pound of body weight. Now, if you are closer to the 200-pound range, especially if you're a woman, I would, a safe bet is just like 150, 150, 160, 170 grams of protein. It's not a hard, fast rule. What I can guarantee you is you're probably not eating anywhere near that. So even though that sounds like a lot, if you just work towards that goal, then you're going to be in a better position than where you are right now. So prioritize your protein. Number 17, ditch the all or nothing mentality. Planning on being perfect is going to backfire on you pretty quickly. So write this down, progress over perfection. Progress over perfection. 
Nobody's going to be perfect. So why do you think you're going to be that person? You're not. And if you think you need to be perfect in order to be successful, then you're not going to be successful. So progress over perfection. Take the small steps that you need to. Know that when you're not perfect, you can always learn from it. Ask yourself at the end of the day, what am I thankful that I did? What did I do today that was pretty cool? And then ask yourself, what can I improve improve upon tomorrow? What didn't I do today that I could possibly do tomorrow and make tomorrow even better? Number 18, lift weights at least a few times per week. Do it with the goal of getting stronger, not to burn fat and not to tone. I felt so much more confident when I started lifting weights. I was so focused on how I looked. I was so focused on what the scale said that it was, it was, I was self-sabotaging is what I was doing because I can't change what the scale says right away and I can't change how I look right away. So it was just very discouraging to me to only focus on those two things. Once I started focusing on what I could do, I started to appreciate my body more. I started getting more confidence. It started becoming more about, can I lift a little bit heavier? Can I make the movement look a little bit prettier? Can I move a little bit quicker? Again, this was back in my CrossFit days. So depending on the workout, it could be you get through the workout as quickly as possible. But I also wanted to make sure that I was going as heavy as what was prescribed. And I wanted it to look as pretty as possible because I knew that meant my form was on point. Once I shifted that focus over to that, then I felt much better about my body. I was more confident about my body. And when you're more confident and you feel better about your body, then that other stuff, it just falls into place. It's not that it doesn't matter anymore. It's just it happens on its own time and you're not so focused on it that you can focus on the things that you can control and it makes the experience so much better, which is what it's about anyway, because I can tell you there's a lot of people that reach their goal weight that look a certain way that they're still not happy because they didn't find ways to enjoy the process along the way. There is something to the whole joy in the journey thing. You're looking to enjoy the experience to get you where you want to be. If you were to go from point A to point Z, it would not be as enjoyable. I promise you. It would it would be like going up to a buffet and eating all the foods <laughs> on the buffet all at one time. That would not be very enjoyable. It just wouldn't. So enjoy the process. Find ways to enjoy the process. Everything else is going to fall into place. Number 19, don't look for a quick fix. The more of those you try, the longer it's going to take. There is no shortcut. There's no shortcut. And you will find that the people that do take advantage of these shortcuts, they end up in the same spot looking for another shortcut. Number 20, don't let one bad day turn into a bad week. The longer you wait, the harder it is to get started again. Could you imagine, could you imagine if you told yourself today that you'll just wait till January 1st of 2025 in order to get back on your goals, in order to get back on your exercise routine, in order to get back on your nutrition wagon, Like, who does that? Who does that? 
Now, what people will do is they'll say, I'm going to wait till Monday. And it's like Wednesday. Or we're, what, the 21st is today? You'll have people that are like, oh, I'll just wait till February 1st. No, no. You can start tomorrow. It doesn't matter if it is Tuesday. You can start Wednesday. Even better, you can start the very next meal. You can start the very next meal. You don't have to wait for another day. You don't have to wait for another week. You don't have to wait for another month. You don't have to wait for another year. You can start with the very next meal. You can go out and take a walk in the very next minute. All of your power lies right now. Right now. So take advantage of it. Number 21. Don't compare your progress to someone else's. Comparison is the thief of joy. It is the thief of joy. If it means getting off of social media, so you're not comparing yourself to an influencer who made a video recording themselves doing five reps and then moving on, then do it. Um, Something that I like to do is I just follow, unfollow. I unfollow anyone that doesn't inspire me. If I am following someone and I start to feel bad as I'm looking at their posts, I will snooze them. I will unfollow them. Totally owning the fact that what I'm seeing is triggering something within me that's not a good feeling. If it's triggering insecurity in me, I totally own the fact that that's an insecurity of mine, but it doesn't mean that I have to continue looking at what they're doing. When I'm in a better headspace, then I can go back and see what it is they're doing and have a totally different opinion, totally different feeling. But own the feelings that you have where you are. If you're following someone and they don't make you feel good, unfollow them. It is totally okay. You have my permission. Number 22, don't completely cut out foods of your diet, especially ones that you enjoy that won't be sustainable. So there are ways that I help people be able to keep things like chocolate in their diet. Sometimes it's not chocolate cake that they want. They just want the taste of chocolate. So we can get creative with that. Sometimes they want the crunch of a chip, but it's not the chip that they want. They just want the crunch. So we can get creative with that. There are ways that you can keep things in your diet without having it every single day. One of the things that I've been able to do is keep cheeseburgers and fries in my diet, but they're strategically placed in my week. I've been able to have pizza, but it's strategically placed in my week. It's not that I'm having it for lunch on a Wednesday. No, I'm having it as my last meal before a heavy training day. So there's a strategy to it. You just have to figure out the strategy. And again, if you need help, if you need help, Keith and I are out there to help you strategically place these calories where you don't feel deprived. Number 23, we've just got two more. Do a little bit of cardio after lifting weights. It'll help with your endurance and energy levels, plus you'll burn some extra calories. This one, eh, eh, possibly, possibly. If that's what helps you, then by all means, go for it. 
I tend to do my cardio right away. A lot of times people will ask, what's the, when's the best time to do cardio? Is it better to do it fasted? Is it better to do it before training or after training? Is it better to do it later in the day? Honestly, it's whenever you can stick to it. And if getting some extra steps in after a workout, if that makes you feel better about yourself, then by all means, go for it. I know for me, when I'm done with my strength training, I am done. I am done, 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 done. But there are times where when I get home and it's a little bit warmer outside, I'll go ahead for a walk. I'll take the dog for a walk. I'll do that sort of thing. And, you know, it doesn't hurt. It for surely doesn't hurt. And then the last one, we're going to wrap it up here. Be patient. Even if you do everything perfectly, things won't happen as quickly as you want. So how long is it going to take for you to notice the results you want to notice? It's going to take as long as it takes. It's going to take as long as it takes, and you've just got to be okay with that. You just have to know that you're getting ready to be ready for those big changes, but it's going to come in the small changes first. It's going to come in the habits. It's going to come in the confidence building. It's going to come so incrementally that you're not even going to notice the big changes there until you look back and you see how far you've come. So you've got to know that there is no timeline. You've got to know that just because your husband cut out all of the sugary sodas and dropped 10 pounds in a week, you have to know that that's not going to be likely the reality for you. You're going to have your own thing to do. So don't look at other people's timelines. This goes back to comparison is the thief of joy. Don't look at other people's timelines and think that that's going to be your timeline because it may, it may not, and it may actually turn out quicker. So don't put yourself on a timeline. Focus more on the habits that you're creating, executing the habits, enjoying the process of learning about yourself and knowing that you can always start brand new in a brand new moment and that power is right there with you and you only. It's not about anybody else, nobody else. So there we go, 24 tips on how you can make your 2024 a transformative year for your mindset, for your spirit, for your body, all of the above. And if you found value in this, please leave a review. We would love to see your positivity. And if you have any questions at all, you can always message us. Until next week, we'll see you. Have a great week. Bye.